0: This is Get Unstuck Radio, Episode 17, Get Your Sleep Right with Dr. Masen Baisa. Welcome to Get Unstuck Radio, the place to brainstorm with you on business and life strategy, to get unstuck with system automation and delegation, and also to get quality for sustainable business and lifestyle. I'm your host, Mukita Panmok. Let's get unstuck. Hi, everyone. So today I'm with my dear friend. We met before in person in San Diego, California, and today he become my guest. Um, let me, let helps me welcome Dr. Marcin Baisa, founder and CEO of Umamac Sleep Improvement Company. Thank you for joining us today, Marcin.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here today and I'm glad to have this discussion with you, Matita.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have been talking since last year that I really want to interview him because I know sleeping is one of my weakness. To be honest, and I have been struggling with it for like years. Oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's really amazing, right? Like for us as entrepreneurs and achievers and business professionals. Um, a lot of time is like sleeping is one of those activities that just can, it gets to be in the back, kind of in the background there. It is not really a high level activity that we look at into our day. And hey, I, I used to be there myself too. I mean, for many years, really, I kind of treated the sleep as, as one of those things that if I could eliminate it of my life, my life would be so much more productive and I could do a lot more things. Um and what i you know and know and what i didn 't realize then, and i 've actually paid for it in heavy costs in my own health and also really in my own business, is that sleep is one of the most important activities that we could do as entrepreneurs and business professionals and we 'll talk a lot more about that today and i 'll share exactly why that is, but for me personally it was it was it was a game changer because before I realized the importance of sleep, you know my balance sheet was going up right I mean I actually made good you know good money there's a lot of good things happen in the business but my personal balance sheet was out of balance and everywhere right Mm -hmm. Um, because sleep is really the one thing that affects our mood it affects our communication with others it affects our productivity and how much can we crunch in a short period of time rather than working longer and actually reducing our productivity because we're not focused or we're not really kind of uh making the best decisions that's why now i realize why jeff bezos the you know ceo of the biggest and most uh, like wealthiest company in the world, you know, look at his sleep very differently, right? He sleeps his seven to eight hours and he says like, if I could sleep better and make better decisions, I could run a better company.
0: Yeah. So let's go back. How this thing like become your passion then? Like what is the transition for you?
1: yeah. So the transition for me is, 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 is here for many years. I really kind of looked at a sleep as something that is for the week. I I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? Like I, I can, <laughs> <keep, laughs> I can just keep like, you know, working when I make it, when I get there, I'll, I could sleep and prioritize sleep. And, and really that affected me in several ways, right? Like I've gained probably like 30 to 40 pounds in that period of time. I've, um, I've had so many relationships that got messed up in my life mm-hmm. um, that time and um, also really I've worked so hard and I felt I was grinding and I was getting some results but it's always kind of like why is that other person is getting better results than I am right mm. um, and the, until until one day I get my doctor call and it was one of those kind of wake up moments right like you get a doctor call and it's like hey as an your blood sugar, you're in your early thirties and your blood sugar is out of control. Your blood pressure is also high. Your cholesterol levels are in the higher end and your liver enzymes are elevated. You got to do something. Otherwise I'm going to put you on medications, even though you're young. Um, and that was kind of one of those starting wake up calls. And I was working as a pharmacist at that time. And I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's I'm a pharmacist. I'm giving medications and selling medications <laughs> to people every day. And it seems like I, I'm going to need to take them. Um, so I started to make changes. I was like, Oh, great. I'm going to start to sleep better. I'm going to start to work out better. I'm going to eat better. You know, you go through those kind of things where you feel like, all right, this is it. I got to make the change. And guess what? I did that for a couple of weeks and then I go back into my regular, normal way I was operating. Right. Um, Until really like a a year after, a friend of mine, he's really one of those people that him and I used to compete with each other. And we used to tell, he's like, all right, let's see who sleeps less and could get the most emails at night. Or like, you know, let's see who could actually get, you know, like the the most amount of time without sleeping and get as much work done or have the highest, you know, like numbers of nights without sleeping. I mean, that kind of conversation was really what goes in between us. Um, And I remember to this day, like I was still working actually in one of my pharmacies and I get the call um in my in my phone and i actually had to go to voicemail and i check it later in the evening while i'm checking my emails and it's his wife he's like hey mazin where are you sal had a heart attack we're all here at the hospital where are you come in right now so you know that day i i get into my car i go in to the hospital and i walk through and i hear the beep 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 and i'm thinking like it's my phone initially and i look, and it's not my phone it's actually the heart monitors that just as i'm walking through and I see then I walk into this door and I see my friend, Sal, laying down on the floor, or like on the bed, tubes tethered all over his head and like his nose. Um, and just he's obviously out knocked out and his wife is there. His kids are there. And it was one of those moments that are like, wow, you know, and then his wife just kind of stands up and taps me. He's like, how did all this happen to us? I was like, you know, I, I didn't know what to tell her. But inside me, I knew how all that happened to him. Right. Because it was happening to me, too. And that was the moment when I got home after that day and I kind of told my wife the story and I really told her like, you know what, I am not going to have you hopefully go through this because of my own actions. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that for me was really sleep because it is an area I've seen in so many other professionals. And that's why when you told me, and I'd like to talk with you, it's like, this is great because that's the message I like to share with others. Sleep doesn't take away from your life. Sleep is actually what gives you more life.
0: Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah, I mean, sleep give you more life. I mean, I totally agree because I have been struggling about that for in the past, let's say three years at least. That I it depends on the mood and the month and the week and so on. Like many factors involved, and it's crazy. Even though I have to track myself, the nutrition, the Workout timing, like when I have my last coffee, like everything, and it's overwhelming. I mean, yeah, I really like the slogan that you gave me. When you sleep better, you are a better thinker, a better decision maker, a better leader, a better spouse, a better parents, and a better friends. I mean, that's everything, right? At the end of the (laughs) day, that's how we want.
1: That is, I I totally agree. And that's why really for me with UMAXA, you know, the company that I founded, uh, my whole big focus, frankly, when I started UMAXA, I wasn't focusing on sleep fully. I was kind of focused on how can we improve life for entrepreneurs and unlock the best in them by having healthy habits. So we're talking about nutrition, talking about exercise, talking about breathing, about being more productive generally. But then I realized, like, you know, one of the common questions kept coming is, imagine, what is the one thing? I'm a busy person. I got a lot of things going on. I'm traveling. I give clients. I deal with different deals. There's a lot of pressures in my life. If there is one thing I could start to improve in my life that could really improve a lot of other things in my life, because we all want the highest return on investment, right? what is that one thing? So that was kind of the genesis of some of that questions. Like, what is that one thing that an entrepreneur, a busy professional, a CEO level person could really focus on that will have a ripple effect and everything else into their life? right? And sleep was that one thing, because you're right. Like when we sleep better, we're better thinkers, better decision makers, better spouses, better friends, better workers, better leaders. <laughs> And we've seen it. I don't know about you, Motita, but I've seen it when in the past when I used to have bosses. I could tell the day that my boss did not sleep well.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's affect the whole career. I mean the whole company on that day. Like the boss also somehow moody on that day, maybe they like off sleep something. Yeah. Yeah, it's affect the way they assign others. Yeah, I, I totally understand.
1: Yeah, I mean it is. It's in leadership. We call it the cont- you know like the contagion effect, right? Like there's mm-hmm. almost like a contagion. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about contagion now in the in in, in in the in the life of the coronavirus and everything happening. But that also happens when we, our mood and our habits. It's almost like a secondhand stress that gets passed on, like a secondhand smoking. Mm. Stress is also have a secondhand. When we don't sleep well, that gets actually it shows up in our life, either with our families, with our spouses, with our kids, and obviously with our employees or with our coworkers.
0: So if we can start everything from scratch, what yes. should we look at to improve our sleep quality then?
1: Oh, that's, that's, that's a deep question. Um, so, okay. So, so here's, here's, if we, if we're going to go back from scratch, right. From any, for any person and, and sleep is a personalized experience. I have to really oh, say that okay. in advance, right. And that's why I'm not a big proponent of like, just, you know, here's one thing you could do to improve your sleep or like a couple of things that you could, because sleep is personal. I mean, every person deals with different stressors in their life different uh motivators in their life like right? different relationships um different environment that they sleep in um and also different conditions maybe they're dealing with they may have some sickness or disease or something that kind of creates difference uh in their sleep quality and the sleep depth but you know like overall i would say if like if we're going to start from scratch like i normally start with what we say um prioritize your sleep because if sleep if our sleep identity is kind of how i used to have before i used to look at a sleep as just an extra thing i got to do it's an it's an, a productivity thief that is taken away from my productivity or my ability to make money it's going to be very hard for us to see the value of a sleep right um so once we understand like sleep is a priority and i'll like obviously there's there's no hidden uh, knowledge now that sleep is very important for mood for productivity for functioning right it is more and more studies right now showing how important it is for heart health for our our immunity and we're obviously all now dealing with the coronavirus and everything and we maybe get into that and the importance of sleep for immunity and strengthening the immune system but every aspect in our body is affected by our sleep quality and our sleep quantity and consistency so i would say yes Uh, number one is prioritizing sleep if there's anything a person could do i would start to say start to assess your sleep identity and what's your relationship with sleep? How do you look at sleep?
0: Mm-hmm. So the perspective towards sleeping and yeah. also I think this is another question that people have been like having argument on how long they have to sleep and how does it feel actually that could say that I have had a good sleep, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another good question. Man, you're asking a lot of questions, Matita, there.
0: Well, (laughs) I (laughs) (laughs) am two
1: But you're right. That is actually a very common question, right? Like how many hours should the ideal amount of sleep would be? And again, that's why I said sleep is personalized experience, because although a lot of the kind of media out there suggests the seven to eight hours of sleep is kind of like the ideal sleep window, the reality is actually what true scientific sleep research shows that it is a very personal experience. Some people, they do very well with the six to seven, you know, or eight hours. Some need a little more, some need a little less. But when it comes to sleep, I look at it as almost like there is like a sleep trifecta, right? Like quantity is one thing. And that is actually easy to figure. That is not usually the most difficult thing for people because once they realize the priority of the sleep or prioritize sleep, they're able to see what's the number of quantity of hours they need to sleep better. And there's a lot of, you know, a couple tools I'll tell you what a person could do to determine what's best for them in that sense of number of hours. But that's one thing. Quantity is like one, number one. Number two is quality right? Because some people, sometimes they don't understand that. Yes, you may sleep. I've had this actually two weeks ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, man, like, you know, I'm at home, right? So with this, you know, with the quarantine and the self, uh, you know, kind of social distancing and everything else, like, I've actually been sleeping like eight, nine hours, but man, like, I still don't feel very well. (laughs) It's like, you know, like, I, I don't know if maybe I'm wasting my time. And I was like, that's not true because maybe you're not actually, yes, you're now getting some maybe appropriate quantity. Your quality of sleep is still not the best and it's still very um, fragmented. So, quantity, quality, and the third component we normally look at is consistency, right? If a person does, is not consistent with their sleep, their sleep actually patterns suffer, and that creates a lot of kind of uh, inappropriate and in. Um, ineffective and inefficient sleep processes for them and they don't get the best benefits. That's Mm -hmm. why we always, you know, talk about actually consistency as being a very, very critical component of the whole sleep, um, you know, the sleep uh, pattern and why that is important.
0: So you mean, um, the the part of consistency you mean is related to your daily routine like for example what time you go to bed what time you wake up in general that is the consistency right? yes
1: that is that is definitely part of the consistency there's two pieces to consistency number one it's like you know we we say like really this the sleep time consistency which is yes that like when do you go to bed and when do you wake up in the morning right and that is kind of like the primary part of consistency. Um, and actually waking up in the morning is even more important when it comes to the consistency of it than when you go to bed. They're mm-hmm. both important. but one, So if, a question one time is like, okay, what becomes more important? Like if I wake up more consistently or if I go to bed more consistently? The answer <laughs> is we need both. That's actually better. And there's reasons why our circadian rhythm and there's like a lot of science behind that and how our brain function. But waking up particularly becomes even more important than when you go to sleep when it comes to consistency, because that's what actually sets the, the internal clock in the body to kind of operate for the rest of the day, you know. Mm -hmm. um and also that what helps to build the sleep pressure we call it the sleep pressure or sleep tension and that's why some people for example they feel like you know when i go to bed i'm just like you know i keep my eye keeps open i keep tossing and turning and i and i'm maybe i'm tired but like i'm not able to sleep because a lot of time they haven't built enough sleep pressure and sleep tension um Mm -hmm.
0: you
1: know especially if they're not suffering from like a medical condition right i mean if this is just a matter of just more behavioral um but yeah that's like one thing is really the sleep timing so we talked about like the morning and when do you wake up and then the evening when do you go to sleep the other part of sleep consistency is actually ritualizing the sleep and evening routine and that is important also to be consistent with that because the more rituals uh or the more consistent we are with our rituals and not that you have to have so many rituals but the more consistent we are we are with our evening routine rituals before sleep the better our sleep consistency becomes like, for example, a very small sleep ritual I think everybody should do, especially in this time right now where we're home locked up and kind of almost we lose track of time, right? Like, is it morning? Is it night? Is, you know, <laughs> am I working? Am I actually kind of out doing something? It's, it's important to actually really kind of activate one ritual for sleep, which is to set up a sleep alarm. Like we have a wake-up alarm. I recommend everybody to set up a one-hour sleep alarm before their time to go to sleep, an hour before that. Set up an alarm that you could call your sleep mode alarm. You could call it your sleep zone alarm. Because what this allows you to do is you start to think about, all right, you know what? This is now my alarm to enter into my sleep mode. And I need to start to do certain activities that allow my brain and my body to shift down so I could sleep better and be more consistent with my sleep.
0: I feel like I have sleeping procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I do have the do not disturb time like set up that this is going to be my deadline that I have to shut down everything and go back to bed. I can't. Yeah. I feel like it's there, you know, because like Apple is all linked, right? When it's turned to the non do not disturb mode. It's going to show everywhere here, like on my laptop, on my phone, everything. I wouldn't see anything already, but I still like at the back of my brain I haven't finished my thing yet today and I cannot go to sleep and what happened is that, that is delay my sleepy time like even though I'm in bed I cannot yeah. like knock out just yet like it's I cannot switch off
1: yeah that's, that's that's a very, very good question and observation about what you do because we all actually deal with some level of that, right? Um, and, and it is really interesting too because like one in three Americans deal with sleep problems and almost like a billion people worldwide deal with sleep problem or have issues usually, you know, with their sleep, right? So kind of what you mentioned here is like, yeah, my mind doesn't turn off, right? Or like, yeah. I feel like you know, yeah, I'm ready to sleep. I know I need to sleep, but my mind doesn't turn off. So here's one thing I've I've actually been kind of, uh, exploring with, and I've told that to a few of my clients. A lot of us, especially achievers and busy professionals, our mind is always moving. It's always moving. There's always something going on. We're always thinking, creating, solving problems, right? Um, you know, doing different things. And our mind, when it comes to sleep particularly, does not work like a car engine. We cannot just turn it off and it just turns off. It's more like a jet engine. That it requires to be shifted down and really almost like kind of wind down slowly until it actually starts to get into the frequency where allows it to, to just calm down and sleep, right? Ah. Um, so, a lot, you know, so yes, a lot of it is like, like yeah, I'm, I'm having like a lot of thoughts at night. I, I, I'm in bed, but I just can't sleep. And a lot of it is because we did not do, again, these rituals, the sleep mode rituals that actually really allows our brain to kind of go from like the fast moving like a jet, right? into like a little bit of a shift down and winding down and really just really shift it into a place where like now sleep is more invited rather than being forced because mm. think, yeah. A big mistake a lot of people make, especially people with insomnia, is like we try to force sleep, right? We try to force it. Like, exactly. you know, like, yeah, like man, I couldn't sleep. I'm gonna try to sleep more. And like, and like, we try to force it and we get anxious and we get then, you know, kind of worry. And like we start to realize like, man, if I don't sleep, how am I gonna wake up tomorrow? How am I gonna perform? And, and all these thoughts just keep feeding each other. The reality is sleep cannot be forced. Sleep needs to be seduced.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so in that case, so one of my doctors, oh, I, I also one of the person who went to see doctors and I got like many medication like previously until I stopped because it doesn't help me at all. Mm. Um, they say, they told me that if I'm not sleepy, just don't sleep.
1: Yeah, so 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 obviously, again, like, what? So, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's kind of, and did they explain to you why? why because they-
0: my bed, it's just at the back of me. All the time I work from home, like either I changed my country and so on. I still in this container. And the problem that I face is to get out there, this door, especially this time. I couldn't go out as often as I can. So that is my somehow mental block that they told me. And I totally understand, you know, I turn back, here's my bed, but I didn't feel sleep enough to like go there you know
1: there yeah yeah so that is actually interesting and again obviously if someone is taking medications or anything like that i'm you know like there's a lot that i i you know we talk about you know in our sleep coaching programs with that although medications if they're prescribed that i do recommend you know people not stop it unless if they talk to their you know their healthcare provider or have a discussion with them but overall you know when it comes to to what you described earlier right which is uh, they told me maybe not to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that is actually a technique we use in cognitive behavioral therapy and it's yeah. called CBTI, which is really, we call it sleep restriction, where you would actually restrict the number of hours you've been sleeping to a shorter window. Hmm. So that way, number one, to build what we call the sleep pressure. Remember, like we talked like the more sleep pressure you build in your system, the more you end up actually need to sleep because your body just like, that's it, I have to sleep right now, Right. Uh, and in fact, I'll tell you why caffeine is dangerous, especially later in the evening because it messes up with the sleep pressure um thing that we're talking about right now this water <laughs> <laughs> that's great, yes <laughs> drink as much of that as, you, as 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 you desire um but you know the 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 other piece of it too, sorry I don't here. the other piece of this is can you still hear me the other piece of this actually when we come to sleep restriction. Oh, right there. Oh, uh, see. Actually, this. You said Apple phone is all connected. It's all connected to my computer, so it's off of my phone, but it's coming on my computer. Let me just. uh, Let me shut it down here.
0: Uh, Oh. Why it's
1: happened? That's great. It's okay. Well, yeah, it, it, it's actually off of my phone, but it's it connected to my computer, so it kept ringing on my computer.
0: Ah, right. I know. Yeah, I know. Apple, connecti- <laughs>
1: Apple connectivity issues. <laughs> um, but going back into the sleep pressure and kind of the question that you asked about sleep, you know, like they told me to sleep less. Yes, there is a technique there is called sleep restriction, which is really restricting the number of hours a person sleep for a, for a certain period of a time. Until they kind of get conditioned. Sometimes we call it sleep reconditioning. You're basically reconditioning also your sleep habits through that smaller window. It's very frustrating for a lot of people. You're like, man, like what 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 do you mean I, I gotta sleep less hours or like I gotta sleep between, you know, this hour and this hour, right? But that is part of almost like kind of creating that uh, type of a sleep drive so the person feel like, okay, you know what? I'm actually able to sleep easier. It's part of the sleep therapy manual. It
0: seems like they try to prevent me feeling morning drowsiness and the napping during the day. Yeah. Because of that, I have to force myself, according to the sun clock, right? To sleep at the normal time like other people. Because as I told you earlier, this is so funny. I just feel so guilty. I ate the whole quad. Well, it's not that much. It's like 480 milliliters of chocolate chip ice cream after I haven't had any dairy products for like over a year. And I was like knocked out 12 hours and I went to bed 4 a.m. And like until 12 p.m. plus on the other day, if you know what I mean. So that's bad. That's like yeah. in everything already, but that's, um, that's how bad my sleep habits is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're eating, now you're eating for your sleep. Right. You know? Um, yeah. So I just it,
0: like, I'm not going to eat ice cream anymore. No, yeah. not for now.
1: You know, it's actually interesting you mentioning the eating and all this, because like one of the common things I've also been getting these days, especially with all the stressors and things going on in the world, is that really the sleep ha- the sleep habit is affecting our eating habits, right? A lot of people are noticing that I'm eating a lot more ice cream, I'm eating a lot more cookies, I'm I'm eating uh, you know, like badly. Um, and sleep it affects our eating habits significantly because you know, when we don't sleep well, what happens is we have two hormones, particularly in two uh, transmitters in our bodies that change. Number one, our satiety hormone, it's called leptin, goes down, right? So that means we we, not, we don't get satisfied very easily. And then our hunger hormone, it's called ghrelin, goes up. So now we have like two two forces working against you. And that's why it's so easy then to just go to the bottom of the chips and you almost like want to lick the chips bag or like you could eat like a whole sleeve of cookies or a whole tub of ice cream when we don't also sleep very well because everything else from our eating habits and our eating patterns is actually also disrupted.
0: Oh, so do we have any recommendation on that? I I, I bet there would be many people out there who is listening right now having the same problem as me. Come on. I mean, ah. Uh, <laughs> This is not yeah.
1: good. It, it, is, it is very, it's, it's really challenging. Now, I think for you, Matita, one, it's kind of interesting because you said you slept for 12 hours straight, right? Um.
0: But my, no, so luckily that I decided to bought Oura ring. No sponsor attached though, but this is like totally personal investment because I discover that my...
1: they ring to track your sleep, right?
0: Yeah. So okay. I track every single day. So that's why I know how long because if not, I would be able only to track like Waking up time, going back to bed or something. But yeah. I see more in the graph. It shows like in details. So what I discovered is that my deep sleep, very consistent, like mm. two hours. So that's why I didn't feel that much exhausted waking up, I mm-hmm. think. Like even though I sleep only three hours, the two hours are already my deep sleep. Because I don't dream, like totally knock off when I sleep. Mm, I see. Yeah, but I also discovered that when other factors that I couldn't control happening and affect my life, um, it delays my bedtime. Yeah, with my own excuse also. But for example, I ate this chocolate ice cream. It just happened, so just put that out there. Um, Before that, I able to sleep at eleven pm, but then after I ate that on that day, I start to go to sleep at 4 a.m. Mm, and see. I couldn't wake up.
1: Got it. Got it. So you, so you actually feel like some of the, you know, what you did the, before you slept, it affected really your quality of sleep for that same night, right? And that is actually very common, especially when it comes with food. That's why sleep and food are very, very well connected, right? um and it's it's interesting you're saying <laughs> like how you ate the chocolate and then you couldn't actually fall asleep and you end up sleeping then later um and that could be for multiple reasons number one um chocolate actually has some caffeine i don't know what kind of chocolate you know oh you, really you just yeah.
0: chocolate. it's just just silly just, chocolate pie just like very silly one you know uh, it's like okay. i want some yeah. sweet in my room <laughs>
1: I mean, maybe and maybe not, right? Because some chocolate has more caffeine than others. I mean, it's usually not that significant. But here is the significant part aside from oh. caffeine is really the sugar. So what happens mm. is when you flood the system, especially before going to sleep with so much sugar, um, the sugar actually creates that kind of like hyper energy, right? Like you get that peak of, of, of energy because it's just, you got the sugar going on and then we get to the trough, right? Like we have like, like that roller coaster start to happen. And this is the worst that you want to do just an hour or two before going to sleep because you're creating this roller coaster of sugar spike and drop that actually makes your body get into what we call the the fight or flight response, actually get more triggered. right? So it's very important really when it comes to sleep, um, especially for high quality sleep, is not to eat heavy sugar at night because it triggers the sugar response, which then triggers the nervous system to actually release like a fight or flight kind of mechanisms. And the reality is like when we're in a fight or flight response, let it be food or let it be thoughts or let it be just sleep procrastination because maybe we're watching something scary on Netflix, right? As, As our sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight response, get triggered, we can't sleep very well because, and actually that's a way that your body's trying to protect you because your body doesn't know it's a, it doesn't know that it's like Netflix or it doesn't know it's a thought or it doesn't know just an argument they had somebody. It thinks it's a big bear running after you. So it's not going to let you go to sleep with a big bear coming after you, right? That's just almost like primal, primal instincts. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that to actually give our nervous system the comfort for that. Remember like it set up the alarm the sleep mode and longer an hour before, especially in this time where there's a lot of stressors going on, a lot of bad news, a lot of Facebook things happening that like doesn't calm us down. It triggers us more, right? To set up that because you want to give your, your system, you know, the nervous system that it's not, um, it's not a time now to actually get into fear and stimulation. It's time to calm down and wind down and actually kind of shift down. Mm -hmm. And food is an important component.
0: Yeah. So, Let's touch base on our trendy topic a little bit coronavirus. People yes. are already at home like me. I'm in the self container like living in the cube right now. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean how they should like organize their day and as you mentioned we don't even know the day and night to be honest, mm-hmm. especially in the UK it's not much okay. sunshine over here. Um yeah, I mean any recommendation to like keep being healthy and improve their sleeping quality along the way as this thing happening
1: yeah um uh surely there there's a lot a person could do and i'm gonna actually mention almost just the very elemental one a person could really do to um, you know to set up their day because really our how we approach our day it affects actually how we sleep at night and mm-hmm. a lot of times again that's kind of where a misconception happened we think just we go to sleep, we just put our head in the bed and we're going to sleep, right? It doesn't work this way. There's a lot goes before that, even from the time we wake up in the morning, that affects our sleep quality at night, you know? Um, And and one of those important components that any person, especially right now that is working from home or dealing, you know, from kind of a dark environment, um, and I get it, we can't be outside as much because of the coronavirus and the quarantine and all that, but we all have you know, the opportunity if we can to go out and get exposure to sunlight sunlight as early as we can. So usually within that first hour of uh, of waking up, I recommend everybody to either try to get, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of sunlight exposure directly. If you can go out, if you can't open the window and look outside of the window, just to the, you know, to the outside for about 10 to 20 minutes, because what that sunlight allows the body to do, it is one of the most important cues for our internal clock, because we have a clock in our brain, it's called the um, you know it, it, it's 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 a, it's a very important piece of that clock to actually work. It's for the sunlight to to activate it, I mean, mm. right? Um, and, and you know, when we do that, we're able to also stimulate the release of serotonin, which is actually a hormone that helps with the good feel and the happy hormone. And that is very important for our for our days, especially right now when we're dealing with so much stressors and bad news and information. But the interesting part about serotonin that it actually gets converted into melatonin in our body, too. And melatonin, as we know, is our sleep hormone, right, that we want more of that during the night. Oh. Yeah. So. And so how do we do more of that is sunlight in the morning is very, very important basically to syncing up the circadian rhythm, you know, syncing up that sleep rhythm for the night is the exposure into sunlight and actually helping with the release of good hormones and happy hormones and such. You know? And it's important not to wear the sunshades because I've, <laughs> I've had a few people sometimes like, Oh, great. I'm in the sunlight, but they would wear, the, I, my glasses, for example, actually gets dark in the sunlight. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I normally would have to take it if I'm outside because it's important not to actually put the shades on, uh, you know, at that time of the day when we're trying to get exposure.
0: So we have to actually just go out there and like get some vitamin D, like they call it, like when we were in school, you have you have to get vitamin D in the morning before 8 a.m. Yeah.
1: I agree. Yeah, I mean, vitamin D is one thing, but actually, just the direct sunlight exposure, uh-huh. you know, activates that part of the brain, the the internal clock. It's called, you know, scientifically we call it superchiasmatic nucleus. It's the SCN from a. That sounds very yeah. fancy. <laughs> yeah. it sounds pretty complicated. I was I was trying to, not to say it before, but like you know, what, just now you kind of that's what it is. And the two biggest cues for the superchiasmatic nucleus, or this internal clock in our brain, which activates many other clocks in our body, is sun. And food, so we always say two big important things to regulate in your day in the morning to have better quality sleep in the evening is exposure to sunlight, and then if if you're not doing intermittent fasting or a special fasting protocol, then actually eat some food. Uh, uh, you
0: know. see, seems like I have to organize everything in my life right now. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> yes, because interestingly too, Matita, did you mean like it's ev- all we have this internal clock in our brain? our body also has different clocks and it's called in science peripheral clocks. So our stomach has its own clock. Our liver has Mm. its own clock. Our heart has its own clock. And that's why eating kind of, especially in the morning, again, if the person doesn't do an intermittent fasting actually helps to regulate these peripheral clocks. So it actually allows us to function better through our day.
0: Mm, Right. I mean, I did sometimes if I'm not lazy. So after 12, I will start eating. That's when I can sleep normal. But if I just wake up at 12, that's so I'm going to do that the first thing. So I'm going to eat because if not, it's going to be even later and things going to be totally messed up following.
1: Yeah. 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 So that's, that's one big thing uh, when it comes to what can we do in the morning time to improve our sleep quality at night, sunlight, Eating early, um, you know, in in the day also actually helps with that. And then number three, a big component is really also exercising, right? That is very important for um, actually helping with the syncing up the circadian rhythm so we could have better quality sleep and better timing is to also exercise. Because what exercise does, especially earlier in the day, it actually allows the body to increase, you know, that sleep pressure and the sleep tension. So you actually, by the time the evening comes, you're already tired and you're ready to enter into a better sleep zone.
0: Yeah, I, I do exercise in like first thing that I wake up as well, because if not, I couldn't feel totally awake. Like I just did it first yep. thing, get up, do it. Yeah. Yes. So tell us more about um, in case anyone want to work with you, how your program can help them from A to B then.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I would love to. So, you know, like we offer a lot of free resources on our websites and our blog, we have a blog, it's called blog.umaxa.com. Uh, and I'm sure you could probably put the notes, the link note and in, uh, in the show notes. Yeah. But blog.umaxa.com. Uh, we have several free articles there. There's great resources to actually help with sleep to help with kind of like, you know, the racing thoughts that come sometimes for a lot of people, how to improve sleep with very simple strategies. Um, that is available for a lot of people there. Now, the other, you know, part I normally say when it comes to sleep, because it's very individualized, I say, just as we always like to have, if we're going to improve our body, we hire a personal trainer. If we're going to improve our business, we hire a business coach. And if we're going to improve our, you know, relationships, we may hire a relationship coach. It's important to actually, if if sleep is a priority, which should be for everybody, you should consider getting a sleep coach. And that's really part of what I could help most people with is really to coach them on their sleep individually and creating what we call the ABCs of sleep coaching, right? Mm. Number one, accountability. Because you said you procrastinate with your sleep. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm, I have many excuses on that. <laughs>
1: exactly so like as a sleep coach we hold our individuals accountable not by force right because like we, no one could actually do it by force but really by encouragement and by providing the right tools and the right processes to allow that person to be more accountable for the sleep and the impact of it and their life number the other part of the abcs of sleep coaching is b which is everything i do personally being a pharmacist being a guy that loves science I'm Sometimes, sometimes some of my friends call me just a geek when it comes to science and, and sleep science um, is really based on expertise and based on science. There's so much out there right now. If someone goes and Google sleep or sleep improving or how do I sleep better? So many articles, so many listicles, so many blogs, so many videos. What do you believe? What, you, what is not true? What is true? It It, it gets overwhelming. Right. And that is kind of my job to make sure that I make that very simple to, you know, to the people I work with or anybody that really needs my help and becomes part of our network or even part of our email uh, system that we send weekly emails to people too, even if, if they just join in, in our website for free, is to give them these tools to allow them to actually have access to the tools that are based on science, based on research, and based on expertise. And number three is really customized and personalized planning. Um, I think a coach is... When there's a coach is helping the individual personally, is able to really understand what are the issues they're dealing with. Because we're all dealing with different things, right? You mentioned, if I did not talk to you, I would have not known what yeah. you're dealing with right now. Like, yeah, what are the challenges or what are the issues that are coming? And it also changes from time to time, right? What you're dealing with right now is different than what you dealt with maybe f- six weeks ago. hmm right? Um, And if you're the kind of person that travels or moves or there's a lot of things happening in life, there's even more changes and more challenges a person could deal with. So that kind of an area we support the person with is to really make sure that we have a customized, personalized plan that really works for them and that allows them to get the results they want. Because sleep is a skill. That's the the bottom line of it. And the more we could improve Mm. on that, the more better life we could live.
0: And you told me also that you have a team. Working with you. Yes. How is your um, company policy to support your um, team members to have a better sleep quality so that they can perform better?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I guess it's a question I I could have you ask our team. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) they'll tell you the truth. But the reality is because we do value sleep and and it is actually something I realized that if for me as the founder of the business or the leader do not show and lead by example, it's kind of like hard to expect that from other people, right? So in our, you know, for our team, yeah, we do value sleep and we do prioritize it. We do normally, you know, kind of recommend our team, and actually, we even in some cases we would put some policies in place where like no emails, you know, like past a certain uh, part of the day. Um, I personally even stop sending emails. Usually, like in my case, by ten o'clock or ten thirty, I I stop because like I normally leave my phone an hour away before. So it's kind of important. Uh, as actually a leader of any company to set up the right expectation for the team. Because I used to deal this with before, and I've seen it, where the you know the leader might be on email at 11 or 1 a.m. And, and then the team member feels like I, in order for me to show up as a good employee, I got to just be on and respond to that, right? That's why actually some of the best companies right now, they're starting to modify their policies and tell their leaders not to send emails very, very late in the evening, for example, unless it was really something you know urgent and there's a mechanism for controlling that process some companies are even shutting down their servers <laughs> after mm-hmm. part of the day and our team is small so we're able to actually control just the interactions by just not sending it post time but yeah and then we offer our team obviously a lot of resources and support to definitely mm-hmm. help them and help the family with sleep too
0: yeah so at the end of the day everyone who listening this is involved everything and and you still have to sleep You cannot deny not sleeping and you should prioritize that like myself, for example, at the time that I could sleep well, hopefully after tonight onwards, um, I can perform a lot well and I finish off my to-do list, to-be-done list, let's say, and that's make me feel great because small wins, right? We celebrate that and we have a better sleep because we have no burden, like getting down on the pillow and then just like have a peaceful night. So in case anyone want to work with you, how can they reach out to you then?
1: Yeah, right now they could basically on our website, that's uh, umaxa.com. Uh, we actually also have those free resources that I mentioned. We have even like a, a, a PDF. If they put their email, they could get that downloaded for free. And then they will be on, on, on our system. We could send them weekly emails. If they want to also work with me one-on-one, uh, it's our information is also there. Uh, we also have a webinar that is, I kind of maybe shared with you like, few pieces of what we share in this webinar, but we go into so much depth about how to improve sleep, how to deal with actual sleep challenges, because, you know, with sleep, is not just going to sleep, but staying asleep is another question for a lot of people. It's like, yeah, I'm able to go to sleep, but then I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go to sleep, or I wake mm. up in the middle of the night and my mind starts to get into my day, and then, like, I keep looking at the alarm clock, right? Uh, and some people are like, yeah, I sleep, but I'm not waking up refreshed and restored and restful. Oh, right. Um, so we address all these things and like tips and things and, and and what people could do during the webinar. And that webinar is also on our website that they could register for it and, and actually
0: attend. it. I'm definitely going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. thank you so much for today, Marsen.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And um, again, I, we're going to have, I know some of the stuff there in the show notes, and I'm glad to be here. And I uh, wish you a better sleep and uh, a wonderful uh, evening for whenever this evening hits for you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Unstuck Radio. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new show every week. I would love to if you left us the review. If you wanna get unstuck, check my five-step entrepreneur freedom formula for scaling your business without sacrificing your lifestyle at worldwide web. extraordinarily by Mutita.com forward slash freedom. Speak then